everybody. Welcome back to the Blackwash Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Destiny Johnson, and my other co-host, Larry Samson, is pissing me off, and he is not here today. So I have a guest co-host, Carrie Antoine. She's been on a few episodes. She is going to talk about this with me today, and I think it's more appropriate that it's two women on this subject that we're going to touch on today because Quite frankly, I'm so fucking sick of men and their comments about abortions and women's with their bodies. But today, we're going to be talking about the highly publicized Texas law that is banning abortions at a very, very early stage. So just to get into the history about it, I do want to touch on Roe v. Wade, which all of this came about, I believe, in 1973, which was the groundbreaking Supreme Court decision that stated strict scrutiny should be applied on restricting abortions. And a fun fact about this, Carrie, guess where the plaintiff in this case came from? Of course, we know her as Jane Roe because they didn't use her real name because this was a very touchy subject back in the 70s, but her real name is Norma McCorvey, and fun fact, guess where she's from? Where? Simsport, Louisiana. Girl, shut you, up. I swear, and you know she's who told this? She's from Simsport, Louisiana. Okay. To all of our listeners, Simsport, Louisiana, nobody knows where the hell it is. It's this small town in Louisiana where our grandparents and our parents were raised. And the plaintiff in this groundbreaking Supreme Court case is from Simsport. I'm so, going to look that up because I still I swear. And guess who told me that a few years ago? Auntie Jerry. Yes, she did. And I was like, I was in law school when I found out. And I was like, wow, like that's so random. I'm gonna look it up. Look it up. I'm so serious. All right. So, Miss Norma McCorvey, she had three children. I believe she had three children. She was married or going through a divorce with her husband, and she found out that she was pregnant. At the time where she found out she was pregnant, she was living in Texas, and she decided, you know, I don't want to go forward with this next child. I want to get an abortion, and she was kind of restricted from getting an abortion in Texas. Of course, this is where this comes from, and, you know, she ended up suing the state of Texas. She won, and then they removed it and went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled in her favor again, and they say that women's right to an abortion is a fundamental right. So for fundamental rights, this is like a little con law lesson, strict scrutiny applies. And that means basically it has to be a very significant, compelling reason to restrict somebody from exercising their fundamental right. And, you know, abortions were essentially um, banned at certain stages. So this is where it gets tricky because at certain stages across the states, it's, you know, different laws and that's where this Texas thing comes in. So um, I believe in the first trimester, no one can restrict you from getting an abortion. But then at the second trimester is where it gets 
a little bit fuzzy. That's where you can um, learn if your fetus is viable and certain states can step in and state that you can't do it. And also after the second, third trimester, if it's a life-threatening issue, then it's permitted as well. So now why this is getting so much flack and it was, you know, confirmed by the Supreme Court is because Texas wants to restrict abortions during the first trimester, essentially. So this is what's getting a lot of heat at six weeks. They want to ban abortions for any woman. It's a very strict law. So if you have anything to do with assisting a woman who's going to get an abortion, like they're going to crack down hard on you. So I think we talked about this on the podcast a little bit before, but at six weeks, a lot of women don't even know that they're pregnant. Now you have kids. When did you learn that you were pregnant? When did I learn that I was pregnant? It was probably definitely after six weeks. Yeah, because were you like waiting to miss like a couple of your periods or were your periods irregular? Like, you know, there's so many different situations that can come up before you even know or think to realize, oh, maybe I'm pregnant. Well, with my youngest daughter, I'll never forget, like, I had no idea. I had no idea because the thing is, some women, they have irregular periods, and some of them still have periods even when they're pregnant. Mm. So have to look at that because some of them still get periods. Okay. And definitely, like, when they told me that I was pregnant, I didn't believe it because I had just had a period. So my month hadn't even come up to have another I just found out because I was going to get my annual and they have they just check you that's so crazy Mm -hmm. so I know another one of your kids you had very young when Mm -hmm. you found out that you were pregnant were there anything like any question around your mind like what am I gonna do of course that's always been that's always been like a question with my children. Like, is that what I want to do? I was in college. Yeah. So, and I was starting off in college, like I was a sophomore. So I'm like, okay, is this really what I want to do? And to me, it's, it would be hard to give up that right as a woman to not be able to make that choice for my own body. Right. So like put yourself back then, if you were finding out that you're pregnant, you're in college and you didn't have an opportunity to seek a different alternative. All it was, was you're going to have the baby and whatever happens after you give birth to the baby, you determine it then, but you have to carry this baby for nine months. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that that would give you a lot of stress? I mean, also- your situation would be different. So even if you had chose to terminate your pregnancy, you could have just gone out of state and done so. But yeah. where my concern comes from is there's a lot of women who aren't going to be afforded that opportunity to just leave, or they probably can't afford or have, you know, resources for health insurance to be getting birth control. And, you know, they're living in poverty essentially 
and now you're going to have this baby. Yeah, but I mean, not even, I mean, it, it's such a broad range because, I mean, you're just talking about people who may have, they weren't prepared to have a child. Mm-hmm. But let, let, let's talk about the people who didn't even have a choice with their body and got molested. And now you have to be stuck having to have this child and be reminded of that all the time because they're taking away this option of having an abortion. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about. And I think that's wrong because they didn't have that choice to have sex. That was taken from them and now you're taking away their right to that have that. Is, that's a very good point. And this new law, they don't have really any exceptions that make it okay for situations like that. And what's like really concerning to me is like you have these two groups of people. You have people that are very anti-abortion and then you have people that are pro-abortion. You, you know, and everybody that listens to this podcast knows that I am a true believer in mind your business or the business that pays you. So it just blows my mind because these pro our anti-abortion people are so pro-life where it comes to abortion. And there's a lot of men too. And it's just, why are you so concerned about this life that hasn't even breathed yet mm-hmm. versus, you know, when there's like a Black Lives Matter situation, when a life mm-hmm. is taken by a police officer or you exactly. have the death penalty where life gets taken because someone made a mistake or someone didn't have a chance. Why is their life not valuable, but an embryo's life is valuable that hasn't even been developed? Exactly. And it's only because it hasn't been developed because as soon as that embryo gets birth, nobody cares anymore. There's so many kids out here that don't have homes or there aren't resources to help them or people that put kids up for adoption or kids that are not eating. Like none of these people that are lobbying against abortions or have any kind of plan to implement or save children who later, you know, are birthed in bad situations. Mm -hmm. It's like, what do you care about so much? And I feel like other things can be advocated for that isn't about pro-life or anything to do with abortions. Like if we are going to lock down on people that are not fit to be parents, not having kids, like you start at a different source, like Mm -hmm. let's regulate these men that are going out and making families everywhere and then just popping off and leaving. Like let's make punishment for that a little bit more severe or birth control should be free. Well, a lot of people that are so against abortions are kind of like against birth control essentially too. But there's just so many other things that we could be taking at issue where you're like making other people's lives stressful and miserable. I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, to me, the fact of the matter is it's all about a hidden agenda. They look at it and they say, okay, well, let's control this aspect of somebody's life but then you don't care enough when you see these black people that are unarmed that are getting murdered 
you do not care at all about their lives. Mm. It's a it's a hidden agenda. They can't. It's whatever serves a purpose for them. Which, what do you think is like the agenda? That's I don't know the statistics, but at what rate do white women get abortions? Is it at a higher rate than other women? I don't think so. Really? I don't. Do you think minorities are getting abortions more? I really don't know. I think that would have to probably be something that we look up because I'm not sure. Yes, because from just what I'm thinking, I feel that non-minorities have access to abortions more than people that are minorities because let's just keep it real. Abortions aren't free. You have to pay for that too. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know, maybe it's just like my own little conspiracy, but is there a conspiracy that they don't want, say, for instance, white women to keep aborting their children? Because mm, Not necessarily, because, I mean, this is off the subject, but let's just talk about it. You can't look at the white people and say, oh, well, they have money, because let me tell you, Black women are being able to come up with money for these BBLs. So if they can come up with money for that, they can come up with money for an abortion if that's what they really need. I'm just saying. And that goes back to there's a lot of white people that live in poverty too. We always go to minorities, but in these small little towns, they don't have money like that. No, they do not at all. So, I mean, I don't, I'm just going to keep it real. I don't think that these white men that are advocating and making these laws and voting this into place are caring about the minorities and what babies they're having and this and that and that. I think there's a deeper rooted issue on who they're trying to regulate from getting abortions. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because all you, basically all you do, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say that, but I think that it's very interesting and it's just crazy. But anyway, I think too, what is so heavy and why we were so, I think a lot of people were like trying to reach out to Ruth Ginsburg, Bader Ginsburg to resign so that someone else could be appointed in her place because being on the Supreme Court was you know, very, very significant and why this just passed is because we have a very conservative court and she was such a true believer and women should not be regulated and they should have a choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not even a year since her passing, this is what we're working with here. They're bringing it back and, up. It's just, and it's like how many other states are going to follow suit with this. Now you live in Texas. I live in Texas, but let me tell you something about Texas. Our government does not give a damn about the citizens in this state at all. Why do you say that? I mean, look at the whole mask mandate. They, they can give a damn about the citizens in this state. So happy that you said this about this mask. It's like, oh my goodness, Republicans are so uptight about putting a mask on their face that they want to tell you that you can't go do something 
and get rid of a pregnancy if you want to terminate it if you want to like it's not no you don't have that decision but when it comes to masks it's like don't tell us what to do with our bodies and we don't mm -hmm. care we don't want to yep, do we're allowed to make that decision it's just so not consistent it's, it's a fact of they need control but it's crazy because you're now demanding control over someone else's body it's anti-liberalism they just want to go with whatever is the opposite of the Democrats, honestly. That's all. Like I, I said, uh, that's their agenda. That is what they're out for. They're just, let me be as far right as possible. It's just such a shame. Mm -hmm. Especially for children. Like It really is because honestly, they're not taking into consideration. There are so many children who die at the hands of their parents because they have parents who are unstable, should have never had a child in the first place. Like there are people who are burning their children up. That's I or they have them and put them in the dumpster. They yes. need to go to jail because you're yes. like killing someone or the threat of, you know, people trying to do at home abortions. Mm -hmm. I know there's, I watched for color girls and I learned about that wire hanger situation, which is crazy. Or, you know, people and trust me, is gonna, they're going to find a way around it. So in order for them to find a way around it, that means it's going to be illegal. So that means it's going to be undercover underground and which means it's going to be dangerous, mm -hmm. but people are going to do it. They totally they, will. Mm -hmm, they're going to still do it. That is, so that's wild. really put the child in more danger because you took this right away from them that's so wild i i just want people honestly i just feel like we should try our best to practice safe sex and i think the moral of this story too is get the hell out of texas we got these white men in the office Run. This is another reason why I say every episode that voting is so important because yes, who is who is even deciding this? First of all, there have to be extremely old, outdated, and there's so many other things to be concerned about right now, especially while we're living in these times of a pandemic that we're over here rewriting. And more important i mean this pandemic and all of the numbers that are rising out here in texas alone that's more important these children going to school and the fact that out here in texas these hospitals are full like to where the staff is even short staff if we have such a, a shortage of nurses because of how crazy COVID is out here and they just don't talk about it anymore I can only imagine like it's crazy like that's what the focus should be on but like I said they don't give damn about it so it don't matter but this is who they put in office that's wild well I think my advice for women in Texas is just to get the fuck out of Texas Get out of Texas and if you can't afford <laughs> to get out of Texas just stock up on some pregnancy tests and you know just like every four weeks like maybe just yeah but sometimes it, it doesn't give it sometimes it's not accurate sometimes oh, that's it's true. It, even, it probably wouldn't but even that's, show up. That's, why, that's why i'm saying the fact that they're trying to put a time frame on it 
which makes it even more fucked up because sometimes it's hard to tell. It's not something that just shows up. Like I said, women still continue to have spotties. They still continue to have pregnancies and they go full term with a healthy baby. And there's like, no, everyone's different. I, I know everybody's. Yeah. One person wouldn't be able to tell like what another person's doing. Everybody's bodies are different. It's just all different. And even if you were to find out after four weeks, I don't know if two weeks is a sufficient amount of time to decide on what you want to do. Because two weeks is so fast. You have other stuff you're dealing with in life. And to have that deadline, you have to get in there and get out. Maybe if you want to talk about it. I don't know. It just really sucks. It's really disheartening. And it's just really concerning that if this huge case has been overturned essentially what other cases are about to be overturned and what else is going to be stricter our lives I know a lot of people don't want to say it but honestly what our government does has a lot to do with our freedom and what we can do in life and just from looking at this, even though it's still in one state and it's not like federal across the board and each state. Yeah, but even though it's in one state, I I highly, I like, I really think that it's going to definitely go in more states than just one. No, absolutely. Just like the whole voting restrictions and laws that they're passing Georgia. I know other conservative states are going to try to do that. It's literally like when people tell you history repeats itself, look at what is happening. And it's so important for us and everyone to pay very close attention to what's going on. Even though it's not affecting you right now, this could affect you at some other point. We have to make and vote in ways that, you know, the person who's voiceless will be heard. And this is just, it's scary to know what is happening. But I'm really happy that this worked out like this. Um, You've been pregnant before and it's us women that this is affecting. And I don't feel that- So it's affecting me more so. Yes, and I I don't think that men should be feeling so strong about this, which is, it worked out. I don't even care about Larry's opinion on this whole subject, even though I'm sure it's aligned with our views. But thank you for feeling in and co-hosting with me. I appreciate you. Hopefully my partner will, you know, take his um, position a little bit more seriously next week. And maybe we'll even have a sports bet for you guys sometime in the future because he's been lacking with that too. So I hope he hears this and I hope that, you know, this ruffles up a little feathers because you need to be taking this serious and that's that. But I want to leave you guys with a quote and I think that everyone should follow this. This is like my number one tip on advice is to mind your damn business. The world would be better off if we not got into each other's business. But thank you guys all so much for joining us and we'll be back with you next week. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.
All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.